and amen. Amen. Everybody's dressed so sharp. Amen. Merry Christmas, Central Park Baptist Church. Wow, that was so pitiful. <laughs> Let's try that again. Merry Christmas, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Oh, okay, you're okay. It's not Christmas yet. Okay, so. Hey, man, glad to have you here with us this morning. We've come here to praise the Lord this morning, and so we would ask that you join us, if you're able to rest upon your feet, join us in singing hymn number seven, hymn number seven, and then we'll have an opening word of prayer. Hymn number seven, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord, hymn number seven, hymn number seven, blessed be the name, all praise to him who reigns. before you this morning, Lord. We want to thank you for the opportunity, the privilege to be in your house this morning. We thank you, Lord, for loving us. We thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus, to die for us. We thank you that he willingly gave his life on the cross for us. We just ask, Lord, that you would be with us today. We pray that we would stay focused on you throughout this day, Lord. We just ask that you would continue to work in us. We ask, Lord, that we would be changed today from what we hear. We just ask, Lord, that you would 
uh, be with our pastor this morning. We pray that you'd fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. We just ask that we would all hear from you once again, Lord. We just ask that you would bless this day ahead of us. We just ask, Lord, that we would continue to look to you for all that we need, Lord. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. As we continue to worship the Lord in prayer, we would invite you to join us with hymn 89, hymn 89, Away in the Manger. Away in a Manger. How many of us have heard this before? One or two of us? <laughs> hymn 89, hymn 89, Away in a Manger.
know, that's why he was born, amen. And I'm thankful that because he was born to die and he did that and he rose again, then we ought to love to tell the story, amen. So let's stand, if you would, hymn number 561, and let's sing the song, I Love to Tell the Story. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. We're glad that you're here this morning. You all look so nice. Thank you for getting so dressed up for our Christmas banquet right after the service. If you're a visitor here today, we're awful glad that you came. If you did not receive a visitor card as our ushers come down, if you'll raise your hand, our ushers want to give you a visitor card. And then after the service in the foyer, I'll be out behind the table. It says welcome on the wall. I'll be back there and I'd like to exchange your visitor card. 
for a gift bag. We want to give you a gift bag for coming to be a part of our service today. We're awful glad that you're here. It's good to see Brother Ben Ray with us back again. Amen. He's been in Kentucky in the frozen tundra uh, compared to Texas. Amen. And I mean, it's cold up there. I think it's 23 degrees one day you and I were talking. And uh, they can keep it. Amen. But I'm awful glad that you're here today, and I'm thrilled on how good everybody looks, how nice you look. And if you're a visitor here or if you didn't plan on staying for our banquet, you just stay. Amen. We have enough food to feed an army. Amen. So you come and you stay with us and enjoy the fellowship while with another pastor you come. Amen. I'm looking forward to the fellowship. Amen. We've got some things going on, and uh, I think we've got some stuff for the kids, too, as well. So we're going to have a good time. And I want everybody to stay and just uh, make yourself at home. And, and here in just a little while, we're going uh, to go through these doors, through the other doors. There's a line in there, and y'all can be first right after Brother Marco. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Uh, but we're going to enjoy that, food and fellowship. Uh, but I'm thankful that we have this time first where we can fellowship with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Uh, after all, without him, then we couldn't do what we do today and uh, do it in, in, with knowing that the Holy Spirit of God is visiting us today. So I trust that you'll listen today to the message that God's laid on my heart and, and uh, that when the invitation comes, that uh, just, you'll just love on him a little bit. Amen. 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 I think y'all's wood's a little wet this morning. Amen. If your wood's a little wet, your fire don't burn so good. <clears throat> all right, so just let's, I mean, you've been singing good, so let's all get, get involved in the amen part, amen. Because if you don't say amen, I'm going to preach till 1230. Amen. That, that's what I thought you'd say, all right. Uh, but I've got, a, I've got a long sermon, but I, I'm, I can cut it off anywhere. It's just like a big old deal of baloney, you know. You just you can cut it off anywhere, and it's still good. Yeah, y'all thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? So, uh, but I'm glad you're here today, and I trust that you will stay for the fellowship in just a little while. We're going to have a good time. But now it's uh, it comes to the part uh, portion of our worship where we get to give. Amen. We don't have to give; we get to. That's right. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful that is anybody here today not blessed. I, I mean, no, I think we're all blessed. Amen. So now we have a, a, an opportunity to give back a portion of God's blessing to him just to let him know we're thankful and grateful for what he's done for us. So may the Lord bless you today uh, in your offering. Father, I pray, God, that you'd please uh, bless this offering today. I pray, Lord, and ask you to bless the gift and the giver. Uh, God, you've given your, the greatest gift that could ever be given. Lord, you gave us your son, Jesus. And, and Lord, in turn, the Lord Jesus Christ has given us, Lord, who have received the uh, gift of eternal life. Lord, we know that that has come through uh, the son, and I'm thankful for that today. Lord, I pray, God, that if there's someone here this morning that's not saved, that, Lord, that they'll come today and receive that gift of eternal life that's been given through Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, please help us today. But, Lord, I pray, God, that now in this portion of our worship, that as we uh, give back a portion of what you have given to us, I pray, Lord, that we'll just be thankful that we have the opportunity to give. And may we give with a cheerful heart today. And we ask your blessings upon it. Lord, may it be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Thank <laughs> you. 
amen and amen. Now, at this time, uh, for children fifth grade and under, for children fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed Virginia Church. For children fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for Children's Church. And the remainder of us, if you're able to rise, we would like for you to join us in singing the first and last verses of Hymn 81, Hymn 81, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear. Hymn 81, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear. Him 85. Oh, come all ye faithful. We will do all these verses. And after we ask that you please greet each other. Amen. Oh, come all ye faithful. Him 85. Him 85. Oh, come all ye faithful. Joy. Sing all the bright hosts of 
each other.
worship the holy God. Come and worship the holy God. Amen. John chapter 1. Thank you. That's good. I like that. Amen. I almost like that as much as I like the ukulele. Because I really like that. Amen. Uh, John chapter 1. Thank you. We're going to read uh, three verses this morning. We're going to read verse 1, verse 14, and verse 18. And uh, if you would please stand in honor of reading uh, God's word this morning. Found your place. Amen. Uh, read with me, just three verses, read along with me. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Look at verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now look at verse 18. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Father, I pray and I ask you, Lord, that you'll please uh, uh, strengthen me this morning and thought, God, through the Holy Spirit as I preach the message that you've laid upon my heart. And, uh, God, I pray that we'll listen today with our spiritual ear. You said, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. And I pray, God, that you'd please speak to us today and Lord, I pray, God, that you'd please help me to stay out of your way this morning. I pray that my thoughts will be your thoughts, my words, your words. And, God, I pray that you'll be glorified in everything that I do and say and think this morning. God, we need you today. And, God, I pray that you'll meet with us in a, uh, a spectacular way, Lord, a God-given way, Lord, this morning. And, Lord, we'll be mindful to give you the praise because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. You like Christmas? I like Christmas. I like this time of year. It's uh, I like uh, <clears throat> some of the old movies, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the old one, you know, the Dr. Seuss thing, you know. I, I like that stuff. I, I also like It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, you know, I mean, no matter <clears throat> how much those things come on, I just, they're those kinds of, I just like that stuff, you know. Uh, I want to see if when uh, Jimmy Stewart jumps off that bridge, if he's going to drown this time. You know, you never know. It could happen, you know. But I'm glad Clarence jumped in after him, amen. Uh, but I'm, I, I like this time of year, and I like the old classics. They, uh, they just, they, you know, just this time of season. Uh, but just like the Grinch tried to steal Christmas in the cartoon, I think society's trying to take Christ out of Christmas even today. They're trying to steal Christmas as well. Everywhere you look today, uh, where it be the schools, the courts, even government buildings, uh, uh, even some homes today, they, uh, they try to take uh, Christ out of Christmas and they just say, Happy Holiday. Well, it's not a holiday, it's Christmas, amen. No, it's not a holiday, it's Christmas, amen. And when some, you know, when some, sometimes people tell me happy holiday, it just makes me even want to tell them Merry Christmas even more. You know, it's just something that it rubs me the, <clears throat> the wrong way. But, but society today has tried to t- 
take Christ out of Christmas, but the reality is, uh, whether they try to do that or not, it is to take Christ out of Christmas, it's impossible to do that. Really, y'all still with me? Say amen. Uh, You can't do it. It's impossible. You see, to try to take Christ out of Christmas is like trying to take heat out of fire. It's like trying to take wet out of water. Amen. Or, or it, it, you know, I'd put in a, it's like trying to take notes out of music. It, uh, it can't be done. Uh, so I'm thankful today that no matter what happens, Christ will always be in Christmas. But sometimes we miss the meaning of Christmas. And I ask the question, what, what's the meaning of Christmas? And, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And, and <clears throat> I want you to stay in these verses, but I want to read some different ones to you. The first verse I want you to read, see is 1 Timothy 3.16. It's a, a familiar verse of Scripture. It says, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And then it says, God was manifest in the flesh. You see, there's four passages of Scripture in, in the Bible that explain to us the mystery and the meaning uh, of the birth of Christ. Here, the one is here in John chapter 1, where we're going to preach from this morning. Uh, and the others, you can write these down and read them later. The others are Philippians chapter 2 is another place. Another is Colossians chapter 1. And then another place is Hebrews chapter 1 that give us the meaning of the birth of Christ. Each one of these passages, uh, uh, it reveals uh, this to us in, in these scriptures. And uh, when Matthew, for example, and Luke tell us about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, they begin in time. You, now, you, you follow me. You see what I'm saying? They begin in time. Okay, now I want you to get this. But John, uh, in our text this morning, he doesn't begin in time. He begins in eternity. Okay? And we need to understand that Christmas was not the idea of philosophers. It wasn't Saint Nick or some other saint. It wasn't uh, some group that got together or some politician that got together and declared Christmas to be what it is today. And uh, it, it, it didn't happen, any of those things. It, and, you know, Christmas is a good time, but listen, it, it didn't come about by any of these means. Christmas was born in the heart of God from all eternity say, well, what do you mean? Well, I'm going to show you. I want you to stay with me. So we're going to look at, the, at Christmas from heaven's perspective. You know, we have a tendency to look at Christmas from our perspective every year. We do this. But listen, sometimes we need to stop and take a look at Christmas from heaven's perspective. It, it'll bring a whole different meaning to what Christmas is all about. So I want to show you some things here as we look in John chapter 1 as it tells us that first that Jesus is heaven's language. It it tells us who Jesus is. The the verses that we read this morning tell us about the Lord Jesus Christ. And and here in John chapter 1 and verse 1, he is uh, referred to as the Word. Notice what it says. In the beginning was, what's the next The Word. So we see that the Lord Jesus is referred to as the Word. The Lord Jesus Christ is the living Word. And this tells us a little bit about the person of of Jesus and who He is. So when it says that Jesus was the Word, okay, so my next question is, what's a Word? Amen. Well, a Word is a vehicle used to communicate. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. Okay, 
Uh, a word, again, is a vehicle used to communicate. It, it, it is by means of words that we communicate our thoughts, that we communicate our hearts to someone else. So when Jesus Christ was born, watch this, God was communicating his mind and his heart to the world. It caused it sin. In the beginning was the Word. It's God communicating himself to you and me. Uh, so it, it's like someone said that Jesus Christ is God spelling himself out in a language which man can understand. So we're, listen, so we understand that the, the word today that we have here, the Lord Jesus Christ, God is trying to manifest himself to us through his son Jesus Christ. If we're still all here, say amen. 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 So words, now watch, see, so we know what a word is. Well, words are made up of? Okay, class, y'all, come on. Letters, all right. I promise if you'll hang with me, you won't fail, okay? It's an open book test. My grandson, I I love him to death, he had an open book test. He failed. And the reason he failed is because he said, well, I got an open book and I'm taking my test. You follow me? He, just, he opened his book, but he didn't go back to the book, amen? And he just thought, well, it's just I'm just supposed to open my book. He didn't realize you're supposed to look in there for the answers, you know. And, and you know, and while I'm thinking about it, listen, before we, we do the same thing, by the way. We have the book, amen, <clears throat> and it's an open book, and, and yet we go through life, and we have our book open, but we never refer back to the book. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know how that got in there, but it, it, it's that free. Uh, but, but a word, again, is a vehicle used to, make, uh, used to communicate, and words uh, are made up of letters. Well, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega, which means that he is the A and the Z and all the letters in between. Amen. Isn't that kind of cool how that works out that way? Listen, Christmas means that when Jesus Christ came into the world, he was heaven's language, and he was God's word to mankind. Listen, God is trying to talk to us through his Son. Amen. So we see who he is. Now notice where he came from. Look in verse 1 again. John tells us that in the beginning was, what's what's the next? And the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, we need to understand that when Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem's manger, that that was not the beginning of Jesus Christ. It was not his beginning. Amen. In fact, if you go back to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, a familiar verse of Scripture, it says, unto you or unto us, a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now understand that you can't give something that did not previously exist. Amen? The verse here in John chapter 1 and verse 1, it clearly tells us that before Bethlehem, the Lord Jesus Christ was here. He was pre-existent because it says, in the Well, what happened in the beginning? It was the Word. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. You see, when when the beginning began, Jesus Christ was here. 
Amen. He was here waiting for the beginning to get started. In the beginning was the Word. There's another question here. Well, in the beginning of what? Well, if you turn over to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, you know this verse, in, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Well, uh, and in the beginning was the Word. Huh. You see, it's neat how the Bible just kind of fits together, just like a hand in a glove, just like a puzzle piece. Amen. So we see that in the beginning uh, was the Word. Uh, in the beginning of what? Well, in the beginning God created. And, and in the beginning was the Word. Now watch, that's eternity. In the beginning the Word was with God. That's the Trinity. Uh, and the Word was God. Well, that is deity. Amen. A, a little girl explained it like this. Sometimes kids can explain things a whole lot better than you and I. Uh, she said that, uh, she said, uh, uh, that three and one and one in three and the one in the middle died for me. Amen. Well, listen, that's pretty good theology. Amen. You know what we do? We grow up and we get everything all muddled up. Uh, we get it. We want to. We want to look at all this. We want to get deep in the Word. Well, the deepest we can get is that for God so loved the world uh, that He gave His only begotten Son. How did He give His Son? Well, His Son was preexistent. Uh, he came out of time and was born in time for you and for me, uh, so that He could die on the cross. Listen, the choir sang, "He was born to die." Why was he born to die? He was born to pay a debt that you and I could not pay. You know, I like it when people pay my debts. You ever notice that when you go out for dinner or lunch or something and there's two or three people there, there's this one moment during this meal that there is an awkward silence. It's when they bring the check. Or when the waitress or waiter comes out there and they say, is this going to be one check, or are we going to break this up? And we all start waiting, and there's this moment of awkward silence, and we're just waiting to see if Brother Shelton's going to, you know, pay for our meal. And then come the dreaded words. No, it's on four separate checks. Amen. Well, listen, I'm here to let you know that the Lord Jesus Christ came to pay our debt. And when the old devil brought the check, listen, and he said, listen, there is a debt to be paid. Death was passed upon all mankind because of, the, uh, uh, because of the sin of Adam. Listen, Adam sold us out. And the devil bring the check. Listen, and God says there's a judgment needs to be made today. And Jesus steps up and says, I'll take care of it. There'll be one check. And I say, praise the Lord for that. Listen, he paid my debt because I could not pay. And I'm thankful today that the Lord Jesus Christ, the one in the middle, died for me. Well, listen, well, where did Jesus come from? Notice verse 18. He came out of eternity. It says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. <clears throat> so to put it simple, what? Now listen, if you want to know God, what God is like, then you have to look at Jesus. Yeah. If you want to know what God has to say, then you have to listen to what Jesus has already said. 
that's not, that's not difficult. Listen, the Bible says no man has seen God at any time. Well, listen, you, do you understand that God wanted us to know him? He didn't want us to go through life and just think of God as someone out there that's sitting on this, this throne. And, and every time we want to uh, have a good time or something alive, he just stands there with the, the stick called the Word of God and beat us down. Oh, no, wait a minute. God wants us to enjoy life. He said, I'll bring you life. I give it to you more abundantly. Listen, God wants us to know who he is. You say, so how did he do that? He gave us his son. Yeah. So if you want to know him, look at Jesus. Listen, wasn't Jesus kind? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Wasn't he long-suffering? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, if you want to know God, then just listen to what Jesus said. If you want to know what God would do, you know, we think sometimes that is some great mystery that we have to just... Go through life hoping and wondering, Lord, what what would you do in this situation? Listen, if we want to know what God would do, then just look at what Jesus has already done. It's all right here. Let me say it again. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God has to say, then listen to what Jesus has already said. And if you want to know what God would do, then just look at what Jesus has already done. It's not that difficult because God has revealed himself uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. But that's not all Jesus came into the world to do. Look back in John chapter 1, look in verse 14. You say, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, um, the Word was made flesh. Well, why? You know, kids, they have that all, they, they, well, why? You know, like the little boy that went to his daddy and he said, Daddy, why is the sky blue? Well, son, I don't know. Daddy, why, how'd the grass get green? Well, son, I, I don't know. Well, Dad, how come the sun comes up in the east and sets in the west? Well, son, I don't know. Well, Daddy, do you, does it upset you when I ask you all these questions? And his daddy said, well, no, son, how else are you going to learn anything? Yeah. Why? We always want to ask why. Well, that's okay. Let's, but let's go back to the let's go back to the Word of God. Think about the words "made flesh." Now we understand that Jesus already existed, and we can all say Amen. But the Bible says, "Watch, He was born in Bethlehem. The Word became flesh." Look, turn to Galatians chapter four and verse four. I'll give you a second. Turn over to Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. Why was the Word made flesh? You know, the Scripture will interpret itself. We, we don't need, uh, you know, it's not up to what we think. You still with me? Say amen. Uh, when it comes to the Word of God, it really our opinion does not count. God said it, that settles it. Amen. So Galatians 4, 4, it tells us why he came. It says, but when the fullness of time was come. You see, it was right. Uh, The time was right politically. It was right, uh, uh, I mean, uh, economically. Although the time was right. 
when the fullness of time was come. Can I tell you this morning uh, that the fullness of time will come again? Yeah, it, it'll, it'll happen again. You know, the Bible says today that the Lord Jesus Christ, He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And, you know, and I've mentioned, uh, I think that the angels of God that, that circle, encircle the throne, they, they come around and uh, <clears throat> every time the Lord Jesus, every time he wiggles, is this it? Listen, because he's seated right now. Listen, he went back to the throne of heaven and he sat down because his work here was done. But one of these days, when the fullness of time comes, he's going to get up, amen. And the only reason he's getting up is to come back. The trump of God will sound. It Listen, and he'll, we will hear that sound. Come up hither, and we will be raptured out of here. I, I, it'd be good if it happened today. Yep. Uh, and every time the Lord moves, I think the angel's going, oh, here it is. It's it. This is, he's, he's, he's getting up. Well, he hadn't got up yet, but he's going to. When the fullness of time comes. But see, in Galatians 4, 4, it says, But when the fullness of time was come, here it is, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, under the law. The point I want us to see here is the fact that Jesus was born of a woman. Okay? Not just any woman, but he was born uh, of a virgin Mary. Uh, Brother Kevin talked about this um, uh, this past Wednesday night. Let me ask you, does it make a difference uh, whether Jesus was born of a virgin or not? Absolutely it does. But some translations of the Bible, listen, that you have nowadays, it takes out that word virgin and it says a young woman. But I'm telling you, listen, that's not right. The Lord was born of a virgin. Amen. Listen, that's important. You say, what difference does it make? It makes all the difference of eternity. That's how much difference it makes. Listen, because if Jesus was not virgin born, it means he had a human father. And if he had a human father, that means that he had a fallen sin nature. Are y'all still here? If Jesus had a fallen sin nature, that means he did not live a perfect and sinless life. It means that he could not live a sinless and perfect life. If Jesus did not live a sinless life, that means that he could not offer a sacrifice to God the Father on our behalf. And if Jesus could not offer a sinless a sacrifice on our behalf, that means he could not be our Savior. And if Jesus is not our Savior, he is a man just just like any of us who has ever been born. And listen, and we today are bound for a devil's hell if he was not born of a virgin. Yeah. Uh, but God said that the Lord was made flesh and born of a virgin according to the Scripture. Yeah. Not according to me. Not according to Brother Shelton. But according to this book. You see, there has to be a standard today. We were talking the other day and uh, about something. I don't remember who it was. And, and we were talking about uh, how uh, today that, that society has made truth subjective. You know, well, your truth is different than my truth. And my truth is different than Brother Marco's truth. And, you know, I mean, truth is just how we interpret it. And I said, you know, wouldn't it be great if somebody were to write a book 
that would give us, you know, I don't know, some guidelines to go by, something where we could go to that would be our standard, uh, that would be our plumb line, so to speak, that we could go back to and find out what the truth really is. And then I said, oh, wait a minute, somebody did write a book. Amen. Listen, and it's right here in the Scriptures, the Word of Almighty God. This is our standard. Amen. It's not my standard. It's not Shelton's standard. It's not Brother Marco's standard. It's God's standard. And that standard was born in the flesh and dwelt among us. But let's not stop here. Let me show you something else. Another reason why Jesus was made flesh. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. It says, For he, the Father, hath made him, Jesus. Why was he made flesh? There it is. For he, the Father, hath made him, the Lord Jesus. What's the next words? Yeah, to be sin for us. That's why he came. Back in 1347, I thought this was interesting. There was a a Mongol army that surrounded and besieged a trading post in what is now modern-day Ukraine. And while they were there, they began to catapult uh, bodies of these uh, victims who had died as a result of the bubonic plague, they catapulted these bodies over into this trading post. Well, those who were defending the city, they, that, that trading post, they, eventually they began to flee into Italy. Well, when they fled into Italy, they carried with them that plague the bubonic plague or the uh, black death, they carried that with them. And over the next three years, it it was estimated that some 20 million people, about one-third of Europe's population, they died with bubonic plague. Well, that I thought, well, that's pretty bad. Well, then in 1918 to 1919, there was an epidemic of the influenza virus that killed an estimated 30 to 50 million people. Listen, uh, those are tragic uh, plagues, diseases that killed a lot of innocent people. And we can all say, I mean, there's been other plagues that have killed a lot of people over the years. But there's one plague that's more widespread and deadly than all of these plagues combined. It affects every person who has ever lived. And it's 100% fatal. Yeah. This plague doesn't cause physical death, but causes spiritual and eternal death. It's the plague of sin. Yeah. As I mentioned a while ago, Adam's fall became man's death sentence. Uh, And everybody, all people, are sinners from birth. Yeah. Turn to Proverbs or Psalm chapter 51, verse 5. I want you to see these. Psalm 51, verse 5. We're talking about Adam's fall became man's death sentence. Listen, we, we today, um, <clears throat> mankind was, when Adam sinned, was, uh, we had a death sentence passed upon us. 
Psalm 51.5 says, Behold, David says, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Turn to Psalm 58, verse 3. Just a few pages. We're talking about the death, the death of sin. Psalm 58, verse 3, it says, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born. Speaking lies. Well, how do they do that? Well, you ever put your baby down in the bed and they scream and holler like they're going to die? And you're almost sure they're going they're gonna to they'll die right there in the bed. And you go and pick them up, and guess what? They stop. You know what they just did? They lied to you. Yeah, that's what that verse says. He said, they come forth as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. It says, there is none righteous. No, not one. Not one. Um, Ezekiel tells us, and you can turn here later in, in chapter 18 and verse 20, that the outcome of the sin plague is death. Sin has produced two disastrous spiritual consequences. Only two. Only two. One is alienation from God in this life. And the second one is eternity in hell without Jesus Christ. You see, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Then there's a little word that comes right after that. It's a little word, B-U-T, but in other words, that's not all. You see, God didn't leave us hopeless. He did not leave us without, uh, without a, a way to escape the, the, the sin, that, the, the death sentence that Adam plunged us into. He, he didn't leave it. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Listen, God knew that Christmas was coming, and it came in John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh. Listen, that's Christmas. That's where we celebrate today. It's not about giving a gift to Shelton or giving a gift to Marco or me or anyone else. Listen, it's about the greatest gift that was ever given. It was about God the Father giving us God the Son. That's what Christmas is all about. And he was made flesh today so that we could escape the damnation of hell. Yep, that's what Christmas is about. So when we sit down at Christmas... And everybody starts, you know, tearing open their gifts. You know, y'all, you know what it's like, especially the kids. They rip this one open, and as soon as they get the pack, the wrapping paper off, they shove that one out of the way, and they're going to the next one. Well, listen, while we are tearing open our package today, can we remember the greatest gift that's all been already been packaged up? It was packaged uh, in the, uh, the, the manger of Bethlehem. It was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Listen, swaddling clothes are death clothes. Jesus was born to die, just like the choir sang. And I'm thankful, listen, he didn't be, stay a baby. He grew up. He waxed older, listen, he lived a perfect sinless life and died on the cross for our sin and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That's what Christmas is all about. Yeah. 
That verse says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You remember back in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, if you turn back over there and, and, and remember what it says, it says, uh, it says, for he, the Father, hath made him, the Lord Jesus, to be sin for us. Yeah. Um, he who knew no sin was born and made sin. That's why he was born. Yeah. The meaning of Christmas is that God spoke his language in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus came out of eternity, born of a virgin Mary, lived a sinless life. Then they took him and put him on that cross outside of Jerusalem. And in that moment, he who knew no sin was made sin for you, made sin for me. And that's what Christmas is all about. Can we worship him? It's not just about a way in a manger, no crib or a bed. The little Lord, no, wait a minute, that, those are all right. You know, it came upon a midnight clear, and we can sing all those. But can we understand that Jesus is real? And, and, and God sent his son so that we could know him. You know, if, if I want to get to know Brother Shelton, i got to spend some time with him. Yeah. Listen, if we want to know the Father, then we've got to... Spend some time with the Lord Jesus. I, I hear people, I've, I heard it again, uh, not just, just the other day. Somebody said, well, you know, they, uh, they, they have a Bible. They love the Lord, but you never see them in church. Wait a minute. If you want to get to know the Father, then you've got to love what the Lord Jesus loved. And he loves the church. What a gift. You understand? It's a gift for us to be here today. Yeah, it's a gift for us to come and, and see how everybody's dressed up today. And, and, and listen, but I'm not here just for to, to be here in this place. I'm here to bring honor and glory to my Heavenly Father. How do I do that? By worshiping His Son. You know, when you see people treat your kids right, don't it make you feel good? Yeah. How do you think it make God feel when we treat His Son right? Yeah. Listen, we're here today to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. He gave a gift for you and me. And he died on the cross and was made sin for us. That's what Christmas is all about. So let me ask you. Since it's Jesus' birthday, what you going to give him? How would you like to have a birthday party? All these people come over. Man, and they have all these gifts, and they're opening all these gifts, and man, they're, you know, thank you, Shelton, for this gift. Wait, wait a minute. It's my birthday. Shelton says, man, this is an awesome gift, you know. Everybody opens a gift, and you're looking around, and you're thinking, where's mine? Listen, it's Jesus' birthday. Can, can we not give him something for his birthday? You say, what do I give him? How about giving him you? Yeah. One little, one little girl uh, years ago in, in Pampa, we were having junior church, and, and I asked her, I said, hey, what you going to give Jesus for Christmas? It's his birthday. What you going to give him? And she said, I'm going to give him my sin. What an awesome statement. And you know what? That's why he died. 
Yeah, that's what Christmas is all about. Father, help us this morning. Lord, we sure, sometimes we miss the meaning of Christmas. God, this is just an introduction of what Christmas is about. God, you gave us your son, and Jesus was made flesh for us. And, and he that knew no sin was made sin. Brother Kevin preached Wednesday, Lord, about how you came a long way. You left the, you left the portals of glory. Lord, you stepped down from the Godhead and made yourself flesh and dwelt among us. Lord, we talked about how you came a long way. But God, there, we're here today. And Lord, we, we don't have to go that far. Lord, we're seated, seated in a padded pew this morning, less than, a, less than 100 feet from this altar. Lord, that's not very far. God, can, can you speak to our hearts this morning, mate, so that we can come today and, and give you the honor and the glory that you're due? Maybe there's someone here who wants to come and give you their sin. Lord, maybe there's someone here today that's not saved, and God, they want to come and trust you as Lord and Savior today. God, please, Lord, that's why you came. God, can, I pray that you'll speak to their hearts, and they'll come and trust you as Savior and Lord today. Maybe someone today needs to come join the church. Maybe, Lord, I, I don't know, but God, you know their hearts. And I pray, God, that we'll do business with you here in just a few minutes. Speak to us, Lord. Give this invitation. And, Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and I just want to ask you something real quick this morning. Maybe you hear you say, Preacher.